Environment Matters, sponsored by Wuka Period Pants, the reusable menstrual underwear that completely replaces disposables. Find out more at wuka.co.uk and join the revolution. Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is a show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Now, the Wildlife Trust 30 Days Wild um, is really proving to be quite wild with the sudden arrival of much-needed rain. It really is turning out to be quite a wild month, isn't it? And it's not too late for you to join in. It's really quite simple. Just spend as much or as little time as you have each day to witness, to appreciate or to engage with something wild. And just to add to the wildness, the lovely people from Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust are setting as a Wild Wednesday challenge each week. Last week's challenge was to create a wild thing. Now, I spent a lovely half hour painting my dad a little Father's Day card just with a picture of some beautiful red poppies on it inspired by the, the flowers in the hedgerows at the minute. But the other thing I did, well, well, it actually was a thing I didn't do. I decided just to leave a bit at the bottom of my garden that I'm, well, I'm just going to leave it. Now, it seems seems like one of the best things I can do for nature, for wild things in my garden. And as it involves me doing less than I did before, less mowing, less weeding, less pruning, then, uh, well, what's not to like about that? That seems like a win-win to me. Anyway, this week we're being challenged to feel the wild. Well, I've already done that. Earlier today I went out in the rain and it's amazing actually how um, some wild weather can make even the tamest, most familiar place just feel a little bit wild. So go and see if you can feel the wild um, at some time this week. Do tweet at RV underscore environment with your wild moments from around St Albans so that we can share them. We always love to hear from you. Now, later, we'll have some green films to inspire and entertain you. But first, now you'll remember that Catherine Ross from Sustainable St Albans joined me at the start of the Sustainability Festival, that's at the beginning of May, um, to ask you to sign their petition to St Albans District Council asking them to declare a climate emergency. I spoke to Catherine on her way back from handing in the hard copy parts of the petition. So, Catherine, you've just handed in the petition signatures that you collected on cards and on paper sheets, added to the online signatures. How many are there in total? Amazingly, the total now is 1,700 people. We've been absolutely overwhelmed by the support, and I'd like to say a really big thank you to everyone who's listening who signed the petition. Right, that must be fun. You must be very pleased with that. We're really pleased. We think it's the, the highest or second highest petition that there's ever been in St Albans. Brilliant. Now, what's the process now? On the 10th of July, the petition will come to council. So I'll have a few minutes to speak up the front and then there'll be a 15 minute debate by the councillors. And then we're also expecting that a motion will be brought to that same meeting by councillors uh, enacting the requests from the petition. OK, so you said that you were speaking. You've also asked um, Mimi Spiliopoulou from the uh, Youth Extinction Rebellion in Hertfordshire to, to join you saying something. Why did you choose her? Why did you ask her? Well, because it's her future. It's her generation's future that we're talking about. The whole world has to have become carbon neutral by 2050 uh, if we're to act at the speed that's been called on by the expert scientific reports. And in 2050, Mimi will be my age. So I think it's really important that her generation has a voice. 
Right. Now, as you said, the meeting of four council is going to be on the 10th of July at 7 o'clock. Can we go along to that if it's something we'd like to see? Absolutely. So all meetings of the council are open to the public and we'd really encourage people to come along. Uh, there's going to be a few people gathering outside at about 6.30 and then the meeting itself starts at 7 o'clock. OK. And if we can't go along, I believe it's webcast. Yes. Again, so council meetings in St Albans are webcast. So you can sit at home on your sofa and watch what we're up to. Right. Now, for those of us who aren't going on to the meeting, is that it? Us. Is that the end of our involvement or is there anything else you need from us at this stage? So the thing I would really ask your listeners to do is to write to their councillors and let their councillors know that this is an issue that they support and ask the councillors to vote in favour of the climate emergency declaration motion when it comes to council on the 10th of July. We are really, really hoping that we'll get full cross-party support at the council. We think it would be incredibly symbolic if St Albans could show unity on this issue. And so if local residents can write to their councillor and ask them to vote for it, that's very powerful. And that's their St Albans district councillor. Exactly. Right. And what's your feeling about the chance of meaningful change in St Albans? I think I am feeling cautiously optimistic. Uh, so I think there's a real mood of change in the country that 85 councils now have declared climate emergencies and started putting in place action plans. The UK Parliament, the Welsh Assembly have all uh, have all declared climate emergencies. And it, it feels to me like it's a time of, of change. Uh, but equally, the task ahead of us is an enormous one. Right. Well, we look forward to hearing how it goes on the 10th of July. Catherine Ross, thank you very much indeed for joining me. Thank you for having me. And if you would like to write to your councillor to ask them to support the climate emergency motion, then um, go to the website, write to them, and that will put you in touch with the uh, the correct councillor for you. And just um, just to reiterate that the meeting that Catherine spoke about where the climate emergency um, motion will be proposed is on the 10th of July at 7pm at the council chamber at the Civic Centre in the middle of St Albans. Now, for so many of us, there is nothing more thought-provoking or motivating as seeing an inspiring film. And with St Albans Film Fest kicking off next week, oh, and Radio Vellum is an official sponsor, it seemed like a good opportunity to, um, to, to make some suggestions for great green films that you can watch at home. Gail Jackson has organised many film screenings for sustainable St Albans, so who better to share some of her top picks? Gail, thank you very much for joining me. So I thought we'd start our discussion of green films with uh, Plastic Ocean. It's become a bit of a classic, hasn't it? Oh, that's a brilliant film, Amanda. It really is. It really motivates people to um, get involved and to do something about the plastics in their life. Yes, yes, I think that that's right. I mean, it... Um, it is quite shocking in part. There's obviously some quite graphic images of things like seabirds with um, immense amounts of plastic in their stomach, but also quite beautiful as well. It, it is. It's extraordinary how some of those very powerful images of how our nature is being degraded by our toxins like plastic are also extraordinarily beautiful. And uh, Plastic Ocean has the same cinematographers um, as the people who were filming The Blue Planet. Yes. Um, it's, it's a stunning film to watch and chilling at heart too. But it comes up with some good ideas about reducing plastics as well and what people are doing to reduce it. 
But it's a very motivational film. It really changes people. Uh, you, you may be shocked at the end of the film, but uh, people come out of it kind of um, determined to make changes. In fact, it, it was one of the reasons why um, the women who started up Plastic Free St Albans started their project yes. um, after seeing the film. Yeah, very, um, very motivating. Um, you know, a, a little bit depressing in some ways, but I, I think the way in which at the end of the film we go around the world seeing people doing practical things, I think, leaves you coming out going, yes, on a mission now. Absolutely. Fabulous film to watch. Yes. Yeah. As you say, a good film to watch. And that's that's available on Netflix and and iTunes, so very easy to get hold of. Okay, then. So moving on now to a, a, a film which is not just about plastic, but looks at the whole sort of problem of waste, the, the Clean Bin Project. It was made a little while ago now, but yeah. um, that, that's, that's a film that's been shown in St Albans. Um, Gail, isn't it? So, um, well, Sustainable St Albans shows it a couple of times, actually. We loved it because it's a, a, a fun film. It's a, a Canadian couple, uh, Jen and Grant, um, who um, go into a competition between the two of them to challenge themselves uh, to live completely waste-free. Um, they want to try and see which one of them produces the least garbage. And uh, although it's really light-hearted, it's kind of set against you know a darker look of the problem of waste waste and um, uh, th- they, they, there is something even in the film that they're not even sure how much impact they can have on the larger uh, scale environmental impacts of our throwaway society but they give it a good go but you're right it's a very light hearted easy to watch accessible yes. film. I first discovered this film when my sister who lives in the States, um, the place where she lives they have a green film festival and she was going with her then quite young children to watch it and they loved it. So, uh-huh. so good guilt, good film for, for kids um, and very strong, I think also visually very strong, lots of good visualisations of the sort of yeah. size of the waste problem. Not in a scary way, but just to let you get your head round it, isn't it? And, and again, you come out thinking, oh, I can do something about that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which and, is... and, and the two of them also made, uh, Jen and Grant, yes. they also made a very interesting film called Just Eat It, a story of food waste. Yeah. Yes, that's right. And again, another light-hearted film. But I think it's important we don't forget about food waste at the time that we're trying to think about plastic waste because I think the two can go hand in hand. Um, it, it is very entertaining and actually quite funny the way in which... So in this film, they, they, they try and live without buying food, don't they? They just live on food that would otherwise be wasted. And uh, Yes, and enduring memory to me is seeing them uh, dive into... Uh, the food skips that, like uh, we have here, the supermarkets put out yeah. at the back of the shop. Um, I think a lot of them now have withdrawn, have stopped doing it. Mm. But a few years back, it was quite common um, uh, to see these food bins, at, these food bins out, and people diving into them. Yeah. Um, I had a, a, I had, I don't know, a friend, someone I knew quite a long time ago, who used to do it in London quite regularly and lived off the food that they collected from the bins. It yeah. was um, a, a bit of a thing for people to do. But Jen and Grant do it, kind of filming themselves, and it's extraordinary what they find in these bins. I mean, masses of bread that's, you know, all within date. As you said, they live off the food that they find. It is extraordinary. Yeah. So it, it, again, teaches you so much 
but um, is is quite entertaining uh, as well as informative as well. And another good film, uh, easily available online, £6.51 if you fancy watching it. Now let's move on to Cowspiracy. Oh, um, this is a, a... Not quite such a fun film. No, al- although it's, it is entertaining. Um, this is a really powerful film. Um, I... I know that many conspiracy basically is about the um, impact of wide-scale um, farming practices on carbon emissions, um, and that might sound dry, but it explores uh, farming agriculture. It's um, a feature-length documentary, and it ex. It says that the environmental organisations that existed when the film was um, made... When was it made? A couple of... Not that long ago. Five years ago? Something Something like like that, that. yeah. Um, They say that the big organisations, I think they include stuff like Greenpeace. Greenpeace is one they include, yes. Um, That these organisations don't really want to raise the issue of um, the the impact of uh, farming agriculture um, on carbon emissions because they didn't want to put off their meat-eating um, supporters. And whether or not that's true, I, I don't know. But the film has this, has this kind of conspiracy bit behind it, saying that uh, people haven't been talking about the impact of, uh, uh, of farming, mainly around uh, dairy and cattle farming, it is. They... Um, they they talk about the um, I'm just trying to see if I've, I've got some figures here that uh, they talk. I about. would say it is a film that is rich in statistics, isn't it? Actually, yes, very right. clearly shown some very right. a very good infographics about right. you know sort of comparison of the impact, for instance, of palm oil and the int- and the, the impact of, of soya growing for animal feed. Um, so so yeah, very, lots of very clear information. I, actually, I don't think it's as as grim. It's not all just about. It's sort not of grim. No. Talk animals no, no. in sort of factory No, it hasn't actually got... I don't think it's got that kind of... Uh, no. Those kind of images. In it. it's, 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 it's more exploring why this issue isn't, isn't such a biggie yeah. um, uh, for people who are concerned about uh, climate emergency. And done in a very interesting way, very engaging way. Yeah. I, I would say if, if you've got children watching, there is one instance where I think a chicken is killed actually on screen, which probably a little bit disturbing um apart from that actually you know okay no, well, to watch and and mo- motivation and, in, and informative so yeah although I'm, I'm i don't think that it's uh, I, I wouldn't say that it's a, a film for children oh definitely um, not no. No. I, I mean teenagers could certainly watch yeah, it yeah yeah i've just found one of my figures here because it's, it's very interesting i mean they say that animal agriculture is responsible for 18 percent of uh, greenhouse gas emissions which is more than all the Combined exhaust from transportation. Yeah. So I, I mean, there's there's stuff like that in the film, which is quite shocking. And that a thousand gallons of water are needed to produce a gallon of milk. Yes. I mean, when you're sitting faced with um, figures like that, it's really hard not to think back and reflect upon your own diet and what you're eating. Yeah. Um, it certainly affected my partner, who has been a lifelong meat eater, and he drastically cut back on his meat uh, consumption after watching the film. Uh, he remembers it.
uh, you know, yeah. about three years later. Yeah, I, yeah. Do you know, I would say a similar effect on my husband as well. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> a, a very motivational film indeed. OK, we're, um, we're running a little bit short of time here, so I'm going to move on to um, Happy Feet. Now, this is a film that uh, Sustainable St. Albans is showing um, as part of the film festival. When's that being shown, Gail? It's on July the 4th in the evening, and uh, we're showing uh, this film as a family-friendly bit of entertainment that has also got a serious uh, environmental message. We're showing it at the Abbey Theatre near Westminster Lodge in St Albans. Excellent. And and in this film, there's a little bit about um, plastic pollution, a bit about overfishing. So um, touches on a number of environmental issues, not in a grim, scary sort of way. It's a thoroughly entertaining family film, isn't and, it? And, uh, yeah, while I haven't seen it, I'm told that adults would enjoy it just as much as kids would. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Entertainment for all the family there. Gail, I think you've given us plenty to uh, to get our teeth into. If we fa- fancy watching an environmental film, giving ourselves th- something to think about, and as you say, Happy Feet is definitely something to look forward to. Gail, thank you very much indeed for joining me. Thank you, Amanda. Now, there were, as Gail said, plenty more films that she wanted to mention, so I've put together a blog which I'll post on the Radio Verulam website with details of those that we've just discussed and more. You can find details of the showing of Happy Feet and other Film Fest performances online, and we will be, Radio Verulam will be at the Film Fest events reporting and meeting you lovely people, so do come along and say hi. I'm going to be back at the same time next week when we'll hear what children at camp school are doing to clean up the air near their school. Until then, thank you for listening. Environment Matters, sponsored by Wuka Period Pants, the reusable menstrual underwear that completely replaces disposables. Find out more at wuka.co.uk and join the revolution. Mm-hmm.